to Triples in Ecstasy, a production of Hollow Sweet Media. This is Admiral James T. Kirk of Federation Starship Enterprise. Your presence here is an act of war. You have two minutes to surrender your crew and your vessel, or we will destroy you. Admiral Kirk, this is your opponent speaking. Do not lecture me on treaty violations, as this broadcast is intended for mature audiences. In the following podcast, there will be thoughts and opinions expressed that in no way reflect your federation, this station, website, or affiliated partners. Who is this? How dare you- Who I am is not important! Listener discretion is... Klingon bastard. Space. The final frontier. These are the voyages of Starship Trips. Her encore mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new content and new stuff, to follow the girl with no podcast is gone forth. Hello and welcome to episode 265 of Tribbles and Ecstasy, coming live to you on June 3rd, 2017. I'm your host, Midnight Shadow, and joining me in the studio today, we have got... Hello everyone, it's Sun. Greetings, it's Dog. And hopefully we should have one or two others coming to us in a little while. Stragglers. <laughs> So, first of all, let's head into Star Trek Online News. Star Trek Online. First of all, we have got the Mirror Evasion event about to finish. June 8th, this is the last week. Um, I'm not sure if I'm actually going to be able to complete it, because, yeah, between... Spending so much time walking. Walking and passing out because of allergies and... Of walking, Because of (laughs) the walking, yeah. Um, Yeah, I haven't had time to get in to play, unfortunately. But, um, yeah, hopefully, if you're listening, you'll still have a couple of days to get yours. But don't worry too much if you don't finish it, because you can just keep it in your event thing. So, And if you have finished it, you can stock up for the next event as well. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. Um, hopefully, you can get those already sorted. And... Last week we announced about the Smuggler's Heavy Escort Ship R&D promotion. So that is going on until June 15th. So you still have a couple of weeks left for that. Mm. 
It's heavy. It's also an escort. A heavy escort. Mm-hmm. Now, we've been told about the 2017 summer event for Star Trek Online. Oh my god, you guys. Okay, uh, uh, stuff aside, like the stuff in the event aside, I just kind of wanted to point out, did you notice the dates that they announced? June 8th to July 20th. Because it's kind of a big deal. Is it? Yeah. This... The, the summer event launches at the exact same time on both PC and console, which means which which means the console actually gets the summer event before they get season thirteen. Um, because weren't they supposed to get it June sixteenth? No, June sixth. So they get season thirteen on June sixth, and then. Um, the summer event starts on the 8th, though one of the main things doesn't actually start until the 9th, if I recall. Then, through the so it's... Uh, there must it's have a been Tuesday, a typo on the Star Thursday. Trek Online Facebook page. Hey, when is there not a typo? True enough. Although, I think this is actually kind of hilarious in some respect, because, hey, here's the new season two days later, here's a summer event, it's almost like, and not to mention, they're actually, what, pushing the summer event two months earlier than normal? Or or a month before it's normally on PC? It's almost like... Cryptic went, oh, hey, we, we heard you didn't get enough content, or you're not playing the content, so here's more content. I'd content more like, sandwich. <laughs> I'd say it's more like people saying, with holidays and work and everything else not having time to do it, please give us more time. I don't know. I mean, it still seems to be the normal the, the, the normal length of a summer, a summer event is just pushed early. Well, no, it's usually about Six weeks, isn't it? The summer event? Yeah. It's usually about summer a Summer event of- started uh, June 10th last year. Did it really? Because I thought it was July. The year before that, June 4th. It's been so the long year since that, I just June really 5th. paid attention. Ah, they're, I, they're keeping I, with I, the consistency of the last uh, three years. And I just counted. I swear, it always, it, always seems like, it always seems like the event started in July to me. Because that's you know, usually the, you know, the, hey, here's some free stuff at the end of the summer was um, was in August. Agents of Yesterday launched on July 6th. I think a few years ago it had actually been July and August, but I think for the last two or three years it's been June, July. See, now see, you can tell who's not been playing the summer event for the fucking ship, can't you? No, well, as far back as the events calendar goes, uh, which is the year before last year, uh, it's it's all started in June. But um, yeah, it is going for six weeks, so it is the standard amount of time that we've had before. So, but yeah, we've got the prize vouchers for this year, 2017, which will allow you to get the Vorgon carrier. So that'll be a tier six ship. Um, Alex says in chat, the first summer event in 2013 was the end of June to the middle of August. I, honestly, I, 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 okay, I apologize, because I, I sure as hell ain't been paying attention. 
Because <laughs> it's always felt like it started in July and then usually ran for about a month-ish, then wrapped up, and then they did like the free giveaway of stuff. And the free giveaway always seemed to be around August, because that's around my birthday. So, yeah, I I apologize. I was incorrect. <laughs> I've obviously not had a good day today, so excuse my righteous indignation. It could be wrong. It's still, though, it seems like, hey, we heard you didn't get enough content. Here's more content. At least that's the feeling I get, because I sure as hell ain't playing the war games. I haven't had time to. I've only played them a couple of times in the last couple of weeks, but I reckon everyone's up to their neck in the mirror event at the moment that's kind of making cues not pop so often. Either yeah. that or they're just because ISA seems to be the only thing that people run these days and well, I ain't got no time for that. I can't even remember the last time I ran Infected Space. But um But yeah. We have got the summer event coming back, which starts in a few days' time. So, so did anybody we... notice the gold hoverboard? Or excuse me, power board? So I don't, is this I think is that's this a an... gold quality one? I mean, is this better than the ones that are currently available? I think I it's... honestly don't know. I think it's just a new colour. They usually add an extra couple of colours and variants, don't they, each year. They haven't really come back with uh, any information on them. Ah, uh, because I'd be expecting another blog about this during the week with more information about the ship anyway, and probably some more information on the shiny, shiny stuff stuff. But in, in all honesty, uh, if, it's, if it's just more of the same, I imagine I'd just be going somewhere and handing away my Lolanat favours to someone else because they're starting to take up bank space now. <laughs> see, see, I said this would be a problem when they started bullshit to begin with. Did I not? That if people had more favors and and uh, the elite tokens by the end of the event than could actually be spent in the event, they would literally take up bank space. I mean, these have been building up since they started doing the event, which I think was in the same year that the legacy of New Romulus launched, which is it's a couple of years back now. But uh, yeah, I've got about five stacks of these things now. And uh, Jesus Christ, they're they're just sort of building up and uh, I haven't really seen anything else of interest. The color there of is my something there is something of interest this year. There is something of interest this year. Was that you know was all that, those you know you know all those those old kit modules for the different captains? Ah indeed they're being uh they're they're being made bridge officer traits slash skills slash things you train on the bridge officers. Manually things that you can purchase to unlock it for them. So you can have your Darude Sandstorm on your engineering officer. I remember that song. I also noticed that the the new carrier, uh, the Vorgon Rinkdan carrier, has a, a Cheshire cat-like face painted on the top of it. I, uh, I've, I've not seen much of the ship. 
I mean, I don't... Was it something that we saw in one of the Vorgon missions? I can't remember. Because uh, if it I've was, only wasn't a carrier the at the time. <laughs> you see, they had very little mission time, so uh, I think I only met them once in battle. And that was in the the time travel mission, the one where you meet the Breen as well, on Earth. Um, like I said, it's like, okay, cool. This looks like it might have been that cruiser from the mission, but I don't know if it was that cruisery thing from the mission, because this says it's a carrier, and that thing was not a carrier, because it never deployed pets. Ah, yes, Alex in chat says the VSV Arborel was classed as a battleship, but it seems to be the same model. Well, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, I don't know. It just seems weird. Weird. Is that what we're going to be getting from now on on all these events? Like half-carrier things. Dreadnoughty things. I mean, I can understand them going back to the winter event and giving us a tier 6 shell grit and a tier 6 uh, plaque brush because that's going to have to happen this year for the winter event. I was surprised that they haven't retouched the actual Ryzen ships, uh, that they've gone the, the Vorgon route, uh, being that it just strikes me as being a bit odd that they're sort of pushing Borgon ships to us when they had such a little part in the overall story. I think they just want to do something that's brand new, because if they do something that is exactly the same, people may be less likely to do it. But Midnight is a Tier 6 ship. Shouldn't they want the free Tier 6 ship upgrade? That, that, that would be facetious. I know. Just, I, uh, okay, cool. We're making all of these. And see, this is another one of those, hey, we're doing an interview, let us give you an explanation, and then, like, a couple of years later, people question it. Like, when when they came out with the Nandy, and I said I wasn't running the summer event because I really didn't want the fucking ship. Still don't. The, the 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 interview with whoever it was at the time was we we can't keep making Ricean vessels because Ricean are peace loving people and we we kind of don't want them in these warship type ships that the Ferengi have been making in a joint venture so we're moving in another direction which. I totally get. That's literally what they said. So I can wholly understand them not going back and tier sixing the Rysian ships. Yeah. There's, even if they did it, there's another type of Tuffly ship or something like that. It could be another sort of idea, sort of more of a trader or, I don't know, a sort of holiday cruise. Because they have done other ships like that which aren't sort of combat combat. Or even if they had yes. their own type of ships, which were racers and let's let's remember that the first two ships to come in the duty officer packs before the R and D thing were both were both trade vessels: the Tuffley and the Sulaban sailship. 
there are other things they could do and they may go down that route um, but I would like because we've never had a true race mechanic that really identifies who is like first across the line that is something I would love to see in game and replace whatever they're using at the moment with like these flags at the end because it drives me nuts and what would be good if they could sort that mechanic out is then for the holiday ships is they could actually create um racing ships so that way you've got your own styles and things like that for your own races the Antarian Transstellar Rally because they could the thing is we've gone to the Delta Quadrant so if they built a map which was a little bit like um that Voyager episode um something along the lines of that shuttle mission that's in the delta quadrant where it's it's like a sort of mini shuttle race yeah but instead it's for larger ships rather than shuttles yeah because that would be fun even though that mission was an absolute nightmare for me because i I haven't got the ship control for it (laughs) wait wait Is this storyline Delta Quadrant, or is this one of the, here, go and patrol all of these fucking planets storyline? Because I don't remember doing the shuttle race. It is one of the patrol storylines. It's uh, basically you take your shuttle and you, it's a a time trial uh, with the course sort of mapped out in front of you. It's So it's like the tour the galaxy thing. It's more like the second mission of the Iconian arc, where you need to follow Tom Paris about. Mm. Okay. The problem is with when it comes to the shuttles and that is it's the zoom, I suppose. When you're trying to see where you are, you just don't have the right view to navigate. Was always what got me. I always end up not getting seeing or reacting too late. It's been a very long time since I've run that mission, I must admit. So, yeah, but for the last year and a half at least, I've only just been mainly doing the new missions that come out. I haven't rerun any content. So, not very fresh in my mind. But yeah, we'll have the new Vorgon cruiser that will be coming out. They do say a dev blog containing the full stats and description of the Starship will be published separately. So, that should be coming in the next few days i probably think it will more than likely be monday or tuesday so um basically there'll be the hoverboard racing and the floater flying um which will be back races will begin twice an hour at 30 minutes past and 50 minutes past the hour see the thing is the new the new uh, the new race is uh air and sea so at some point you literally transition either from a jetpack to a hoverboard or for, from a hoverboard to a jetpack. Yes, I've seen photos of what appears to be a series of stargates that have appeared on Risa that seem to show the course of this. Stargates? Yes, they look like stargates. Okay. Did they find enough Nakwata to get them running and keep them running? <laughs> Hopefully I can sit and play golf through them. Dink. Right in the middle of my four swing. Um, they are saying that they're adding new power boards and floaters, as they do each year. 
They're also adding some new costumes and carousels, along with training manuals and universal kit modules. Caracals. What did I say? Carousels are the things that go round and round and have a horse on them. (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) didn't realise I'd said that. Um, They've also got new store offerings for the Lola Nut flavours. 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 Um, they might as well be flavors, considering they change every year. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you can get some bits from the vendor. Alex just put, um, posted an image of what you're talking about. Um, yeah, I can see what you mean. My mouse yeah. stopped working, so I literally, I literally can't see anything. <laughs> I'm staring yeah. at a ship in timelines because I can't move my mouse. Uh, but yeah, um, it does look like a Stargate. Um, yeah, you've got new vanity pets. Um, they did remind me of something, but I can't think what it was. But basically they're rising cats by the looks of it. And one of them looks so much like Garfield. <laughs> um... But yeah, they're now releasing new gold, silver, and bronze floaters and power boards. And captains will need to be placed first, second, or third um, in the biathlon to gain access to them in the store. So, Because of course they will. Well, it just means people... Um, have to play the new content and not not play the content like everybody ran... Quinn's find the trophy thingy a couple of years ago and then didn't ever run it again after the first time. So I literally just ran that mission once and went, I'm not doing this again. It took me a whole hour just to find a fucking treasure. I'm not doing it again. I do. Yeah, I didn't complete the treasure thing. Um, I'm an accolade hunter. I'm, I'm one short of getting the accolade. And I think there were 20 different types of treasure to get but every time you did it it was a random one you got i think i got four um but no like me i'm i'm i like to get the accolades but just time hadn't allowed but no i wish they would run the races rather than at half past and 20 and 10 to the hour um i wish they'd run it every 20 minutes but lock it down that once you've competed in a race you couldn't run for half an hour um so that way you don't get the same people who are able to do it really fast getting in and everything else you've got a bit more of a chance and you're not hanging around for too long or you could do what i do sign in at 2 a.m u.s time what's that like seven or eight in the morning uk yeah, but I'm usually sorting out myself for work, my son for school, and don't have time to do it. Oh, I understand. I just mean the competition isn't on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's that's hell. That's that's how I run the winter event. That's how I... That's that's the only way I ever get those little fucking Evo tags anymore. Tactical night raids. I mean, it used to be I could just sit there in the snow to myself and just slowly build up the little, the little damn tags. But you can't do that anymore. You have to run the race. And, well, 
people started cheating the race, so they changed the race. And then when they changed the race, the people who were running the race normally in the first place suddenly instantly got outclassed by all the people who were originally cheating, yet now they still have all this gear to just wholly outrun everybody. Uh, as I said, for me, the worst things is those flags for finishing, because I could actually be winning the race, but then just miss the flag. Um, or just Whoopsie. not click fast enough. And Whoopsie, then, I've been going so fast, I just can't click the button. Yep. It's either that or, yeah, you sort of go to grab it and you're just not pressing F fast enough and someone else comes along and does. And it makes you want to say F as opposed to press F. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when the location... Especially when the location of the flag changes depending on what place you're placing. Yeah. Because then you go to look for where the flag is and then somebody, somebody else has else got has that one. Got so you try and get the third place and then you're, of course, competing for that the one. The fourth place member has already gotten that one. Yeah. So then you just the have to shamefully walk up to the complete race flag because guess what? The game's not fair, man. As I said, I wish they would find a way to make that mechanic work because then they could do some nice races and things like that i would i would literally love an interview where they gave us an actual explanation for that rather than we don't have the technology to do that fuck you you went into the delta quadrant you updated everything graphically you've been rebalancing the game left right and center because of the console don't you dare fucking tell me your computer system can't handle that kind of scripting well fuck when it comes to you. running a standard mission of some form and you enter a marked circle area and it triggers the game to do the next stage of the doodah thing, surely the same technological equipment-y stuff applies here? And that's literally what most of the people who do scripting have said you could do. The problem, is, no, is, most of those, the problem is most of those areas are a circular area. You want something that's a straight line. Oh, you just it's have not that even circle a straight line. in the end of your racetrack, it's where it not says even a finish line. line. That's the edge of your circle. It's not even a straight line. It's it's a rectangle. It is a box. It is a box that cross. Uh, it is a box that shows up when during so much allotted time after the mission has actually started. It is you know one of those invisible boundaries that shows up, and once it's crossed. That sets off the scripts to reward for placement. So, like, okay, there's all those people up at the beginning of the the summer event, what power board race, right? And it usually takes about about a minute to get near the finish line, right? Mm, yeah. So after that sixty seconds concludes, that's when that invisible boundary would show up at the finish line. So if somebody is just plowing through the race, they're there, but there's still enough time in between the start of the race and that boundary actually showing up that people can get to the race. And again, and again, that script can only apply to the people who have actually joined the race, not some rando that has already been disqualified running across the finish line. Wow. Next time we have someone on, it would be good to talk to them about it. 
Um, Universal Kits, um, the new one is a Sandstorm Generator. And all the old Ryzen Kit modules are being turned into training manuals. So they'll be available to Ensign Lieutenants, Lieutenant Commanders, um, that's Bridge Officers, and includes Hurricane Generators, Molten Terrain, Seismic, Agiton Field, Sonic Disruption, Graviton, Bike, and Corrosive Grenade. We got Earthquakes! We got sandstorms, we got hurricanes, all on Risa. Thank you, weather control system, keeping us safe. All the above prizes can be purchased alongside entries from previous years, giving captains a wide variety of rewards to earn by participating in the Lolan Up Festival. Here's a question, though. If they're making those all bridge officer training manual things, are they still captain kit modules? Don't know. Because if I would they're making them, they were just set out as being a low-level one for ensign and working their way up to commander, just the same as any other. Well, no, I asked specifically because you would think if it was a bridge officer one, surely it would be cheaper to acquire it than the captain one, which is like a thousand favors. I'm not. I'm not sure how the price of manuals works out in comparison to the price of kit modules. Here's another question. Are they going to be sellable on the exchange? I'm not sure. Uh, Did they do this with the winter event ones and how how did that work out for them? Um, I don't don't know if they did. I don't think they did, but they probably will come um, the winter. But, uh, But yeah, so... Summer event is going to be back soon. So even in chat, we got some people said they prefer the summer event to the winter event, and others saying they prefer the winter event to the summer event. But hopefully, I actually get some time to go around and get some of the accolades. Because so, yeah, as I said, I didn't get much chance to do that last year. So oh god, not having a mouse. I just ah. Oh. Oh, those 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 old DOS days. Tab, control tab, alt tab, command I... lines. Fuck. Thank God for the mouse, but when it breaks, oh God. <laughs> Sad thing is, I still use all the nerve. <laughs> okay. So we had some patch notes for. Indeed, we did. The maximum amount of energy credits that subscribers and players who have purchased the energy credit cap unlock can have per character has been increased to 2 billion EC. The maximum amount of energy credits that players without an active subscription and who have not purchased the energy credit cap unlock can have per character has been increased to 15 million EC. The maximum amount of energy credits that can be stored in the account bank has been increased to 1 billion EC, which in all honesty is what I thought it already was, but okay. The maximum amount of energy credits that an item can be sold for on the exchange has been increased to 1 and one and a half billion. So that means as some of the sort of more expensive ships that have been floating about in private chat channels have now been trickling onto the exchange. So the 
new ship, the Amory, is on the exchange at the moment. Haven't seen any of the Enterprise J's or the classic Connie's on the exchange yet, though. So, yeah, we have had increases in energy credit limits. Um, I'm just wondering how many people suddenly thought, oh, if they're having a look at things like that, how long before they actually have another look at the lithium and raise that cap? You know, I was thinking about this the other day. They're not going and to. They're it's not unlikely. going to. Yep, it's very unlikely because unlike energy credits, there is a direct correlation between Zen, cash, and of course, the lithium. So it's unlikely they're going to increase it like when we've had the devs on before. Um, so. I'm not sure that's going to happen. And if it is, it's going to be for a small amount, 500, maybe 1,000. Dilithium mine. Refine an extra 500 dilithium. If you're a lifetime sub or you have the appropriate VIP rank for being subscribed to Star Trek Online, it's an extra 1,000 per week, not day. Yeah, because you can do it 1,000 and it's got a two-day cooldown. So if you get all the cooldowns correctly, you can do that three times a week, I think. But then the next week, I think you'll only have it twice. Yeah. Do manage to get it the extra one. I just roll that 10-day assignment with the Klingon Admiralty on as many of my characters as possible. And, well, when you do refining across 30-odd characters, it's... Yeah. Cap doesn't bother me too much. But that's unrefined dilithium, isn't it? Not refined dilithium? It's unrefined, but when you've got this running like on 30 tunes and then you just switch between each and you've got like 8k on each one, it's... Jesus it's fucking Christ, decent. Midnight Junior. 30 characters? Midnight taught me everything I know. <laughs> And for those of you who don't know, that was Midnight's I'm Sick, But I'm an Evil Bastard laugh. Midnight Shadow, 7 billion tunes. I've only got 44,000. <laughs> and 47. Just think, he only needs three more. Oh god, don't say that. <laughs> with, with, an, with the possibility of maybe an upcoming recruitment event thing, that could be another... Federation, Klingon, and Romulan tune that he'd be making. Possibly. Possibly. But then he'd have the perfect number. I think I have four or five free character slots as well. I mean, he's already two numbers, or he's already, yeah, he's already two characters over the answer, so, I mean, why not just go for the perfect it's in everything number? Is, is nobody getting what I'm hinting at? 42 versus 47? Still not sure what the question is, son. <sighs> the, the number of characters Midnight has is 44. So that's two over the answer to life, the universe, and everything. But it is three under the Star Trek thing of 47 and 74 being everywhere. I swear to God, if he says he still doesn't get it, I'm leaving. <laughs> I do get it, hence I said, what is the question? 
Isn't that the whole, the gist of it? They knew the answer, they just didn't know what the question was. Well, they blew up Earth. Aye, but they rebuilt it. They rebuilt it, but it, you, can, you can't just rebuild it. Made a better version with some better fiat. Guess it was still pretty harmless at the end of the day, though. M- mostly harmless. Mostly harmless. That was after the slight edits. Pre-warp civilization. Oh boy. Let's go down and meet the natives. Almost get killed by shit. Oh, okay. It's not totally harmless. It's mostly harmless. Well, I mean, when the war fleet was only the size of, like, an insect, didn't they get eaten by a small dog? I I don't know anymore, but we're, like, not even in Star Trek territory anymore, so... Well, I blame the... I blame the Vogons, because Vogon sounds like Vorgon, and they're totally on Risa and all that, and their ships are probably hanging above Risa in the same way that bricks don't. I don't... I, I, I. Midnight, help. So, uh, bank, mail, and exchange access has been added to the interiors of the Amory-class smuggler heavy escort. Along yes, with- because the thing that we prided ourselves on this ship actually being wasn't there. It says, along with other amenities. Now, I'm not entirely sure what amenities might be, so I don't know if this means that the ship might have a toilet in it. That would mean that these ships would be the second place in Stowe to have toilets outside of Earth Space Dock. Wait, Earth Space Dock has toilets? Earth Space Dock does have toilets. It has two of them, and there's always a queue outside. It is located in Club 47. It's, I think it's next to the corpse chute. That's that leads to the Kabali. Wait, 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 wait. Are you just okay? I legitimate question. Are you trolling at this point? Or are you like fucking serious? No, I am. I am serious. Uh, what there the is hell is a toilets? Cor- okay, on the okay. One, what the hell is a corpse shoot? And two, what in a cool thing? <laughs> uh, corpse shoot. I imagine it leads to the Kabali because they. They do things with corpses, there. and um, yeah, I'd, I'd imagine that's it's like, oh, it, someone's dead. Well, just throw okay, okay, that. okay, I get that. What corpse shoot? Corpse, it's a corpse shoot. It just says it on the door. Corpse shoot, like, like you know, like a shoot, like a slight, like a bin shoot. What? You just throw, <laughs> no, throw you bodies have down to be it. pulling my leg. I am not. Why would Earth Space Dock literally have a corpse shoot? Every have time you seen how many times body, that place has been blown up? Every time there was a buddy in Star Trek, they've been ejected out of a photon torpedo through the torpedo bay. Even even in the search for Spock, that was in a torpedo bay. Now they've got a corpse shoot to go down and just go, eee, crunch. What's, what's, and they scream on the way. Ah! That's, that shouldn't that's happen if game. they're dead. That, Not that, quite that dead. shouldn't happen if they're dead. Then why would they scream going down? Maybe they were confused. Maybe the doctor's useless. Okay, let's You know, let's malpractice. Okay, what? Okay, okay. Here's the second part. What Nicole thing? I never mentioned a Nicole. Okay. Because I'm pretty sure you said the corpse shoot next to the Nicole thing. It's next to the toilet. Next to the bathrooms. Oh, okay. I will maybe try and have to find this out later. If my oh, I'll, mouse I'll definitely working. I'll definitely go and I'll screenshot it for you and I'll send it across. A- to again, you. again, I can't click on a link. Mouse not working. <laughs> okay. Well, 
let's head into Star Trek console news. Star Trek Online console news. So, uh, season 13 release Tuesday? Tuesday 6th. At the moment, there is 15% off lockbox keys from the C store running until the 12th of June. And there's an all lockbox drop event in progress as well, but I don't think it drops all of the lockboxes. And for anyone who plays console who's listening live, you'll be able to make use of that because it finishes on the 6th. So, so at the moment, the lockboxes that are available in this promo, they'll just drop randomly from just like shooting stuff. But you can get the Cardassian Dominion lockbox, the Kelvin lockbox, the Vadwar lockbox, the Alachi lockbox, the Talshiar lockbox, and the Undiscovered lockbox. So, on the console, the summer event, as we mentioned, is also getting the summer event. And it will start and finish on the same dates that the PC is having. So it's the 8th to the 20th. Sorry, 8th of June to the 20th of July. Now, the difference is, when it comes to console, they will be picking up the 2016 tokens, which they will trade in for the Vorgon Heavy Escort, rather than the the Vorgon Cruiser Carrier, even. See, there you go. That's why they keep doing the Vorgon ships, because it's the closest thing they can get to a Horgon. Hey! I also think it's quite amusing that the Vorgon Xiphius ship is the ship from the Monean Sovereignty from an episode of Voyager. Oh, so yeah, I think that all the things you can do on Riser will be exactly the same on the console. But can't be completely sure with that. We will ask Ease to have a look. So, um, but yeah, as I said, I wonder how many people will go Hang on, why are we got getting a 2016 token? <laughs> I'm just wondering if that's a copy-paste typo. Well, the thing is... No, they, they the last year for the for the winter event, the didn't they have a winter event console? Or yeah, is that all this year? Uh, I, I, I don't have I a console, so I haven't actually seen the token itself in games. I want to say that theirs was theirs was the Resrith last year. Uh, the Breen Resrith. Yeah, they got the the lobster chip, but I don't know if their actual prize token voucher things had the year before's date on them. Well, it was only last year. Um, I think it was for the winter event that it actually got changed that it had the date on because it didn't have it then, did it? I don't know anymore. See, all this shit with events is confusing, and then they want to complain about people not running the content because the people actually put in the fucking hard work to run extra things of the content, so they wouldn't have to be bothered by the same content every year to get the new shit. I mean, if a person literally grinds on excuse me, Midnight, 44 different characters across, like, six different accounts. 
so that they could like endis- endlessly turn in these token things for the ship for the next bajillion of years. I don't blame them. No, would I take that away from them? They were that fucking crazy. They literally spent that much time in the game to get the ship. I don't begrudge them that. And I'm sure as hell not going to take it away from them. Yeah, but from a game-making standpoint, they want to have bums in seats playing the game in the future, is not, that not bums what the in new, the seats in the past. Is that not what the new content is supposed to be for? But re-releasing a map that's already created just with a couple of small extra bits in is a lot less work and time than a full episode each week or two. That's, no, that's not what I'm saying. Every summer, there's a new thing. Is there not? At the yeah. end of the day, they're still playing the game the same amount of time. They're just playing it at a different time. E.g. they're playing it in the future. They're not having stocked up in the past. The, the thing here is, every time you go back to the summer event, or the winter event, the thing that grants you the tokens for the ship is the same. doesn't matter what newfangled doodad they put in as content for the summer event if people are literally tired of running the same race. I totally get that. I mean, I like cheese sandwiches, but every now and again I want a ham sandwich. Uh, they can do with spicing up some of these events. They really need, need to get rid of the fucking queues and boxes that uh, run about on the academy but uh i don't know wait 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 if if anything if anything the one that upsets me the most of the anniversary of it is the queue turning into thing a thing and running the hell away that's what annoys me more because the boxes you can literally go into shooter mode and whichever box queue is in at the end of the choose a box it gets a little gear over it did i spoil the magic <laughs> No, I just stopped doing it like three years ago because it was dislike. <laughs> it's like, okay, he's going to do the box thing. Cool. Sit here and wait for a minute while he shuffles through boxes. Okay, he's done. I have to choose. Go into shooter mode. Pick the box that's got the gear over it and go, hey, he's in that one. Sure enough, he's in that one. Well, uh, apart from the summer event... Um, season 13 war game queues. So, with season 13 will come the new crown. crown. <sighs> the new war games. Competitive war games. Competitive, thank you. <laughs> so, um, I think they will be a lot more English, popular. English, he may be it, but he doesn't always speak it so well. Not when my head is as sore as it is. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think this will be a lot more popular on the consoles than it is with PCs. But to begin with, you'll have... Um, well, actually, according to this, it looks like you could have three, because it's got binary circuit that it's talking about, um, core assault... Um, no, it is just the original two. Yeah, so Twin Tribulations must be coming later then. Yeah. Well, remember, they pushed these, uh, we discussed this week ago or two weeks ago, they're pushing updates at the exact same time. It's just that it goes through a certification process 
on Microsoft and Sony's platforms. So when season 13 launched on PC, the broken state of the war games carried over to the certification for Xbox and PlayStation. So the patch that they introduced later that fixed it on the on on PC was at the time that they launched it then introduced on console. Which is again why I kind of point to like these other productions that do things on PC and console and it's like, "Hey, these people are actually smart about what they do." You know, they introduce a new thing on the PC. They work out all of the major flaws of it being on said PC just because they didn't know what was going to happen on the PC. You know, like the broken state of Zenkethi Warzone or, you know, the twin tribulation things not working properly. Well, it means once they get it all fixed, they can push it to the console as an update that is fixed for the most part, with all of those issues that have nothing to do with the user side end of the game. I'm sure I mentioned this before. Guinea pig it on PC, fix it, then send it to console. Well, I mean, you know, as much shit as I give Warframe, Digital Extremes does that. But that's just my opinion, so what does it matter? So, um, the War Games are designed for level 50 to 60 players, and that's on all factions. And there is normal, advanced, and elite versions. Although, I know with PC, I know there's been issues when I've tried doing the elite version. Because um, I thought, well, as there's no fail, fail, then surely it makes sense just to run the elite. But yeah, they weren't going. And then um, the mirror event started, so... And I just haven't had time since then. So, um, as well as all that, you'll be getting the featured episode Survivor. So that will be appearing as well. And with that, you also get unlocks to, or a play of the mission will unlock a special um, weekly bonus prize as well. Okay. Well, let's head over to Star Trek Timeline News. Does no one here understand your incredible good fortune? Star Trek Timelines. Did someone say game? You seem to find this all very amusing. We are so sorry, you guys. I kept asking because I was legitimately worried. Why is this such a short show last week? We skipped timelines. We entirely forgot it existed. And we apologize. Yes, it appears that Alex Wonder got his hands on that Krenum Temporal weapon ship again and flew to Star Trek Timelines HQ and deleted it from time. Only through Midnight having a bit of a run-in with the Borg and using the weapon ship there was he able to effect an alteration that put us into an alternate universe where timelines now exist. Thankfully, in this new iteration, I still have my captain being the same level and with the same crew. However, in this universe, several of my personal belongings seem to have gone missing. Don't worry, I, I have I have some lady briefs you can borrow. 
Is that just because I'm Nurse Chapel? No, I like making femboys. I, 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 what, what, what? Is that wrong? Besides, you, you don't know how comfortable those things are until you wear them. Okay, son, you made it weird. Bring it back. <laughs> so, Star Trek Timelines. So, at the moment, they're doing a rerun of the Second Battle of New York. So, this event is currently ongoing and will be until the 5th of June. You can use squadrons and crew sharing. The crew that are in the event are Aviation Yar, which is the existing 5-star legendary, RAF Miles O'Brien, again another existing 5-star legendary, RAF Julian Bashir, existing 4-star, and Tuskegee, it's not Tuskegee, is it? It's Tuskegee. Tuskegee. Mayweather is another existing four-star super rare. So if last time you didn't get fully fused, um, now's your time to sort of get in and get those characters. I just got a Mayweather a little while ago. So uh, crew sharing is awesome. Yes, yes it is, especially when it's a one level 100 Queen Arachnia. Thanks, Midnight. That's okay. Yeah, I didn't have any which had the bonuses, so I thought I'll just put my highest one. So I think she's... No, uh, I'm not complaining about it. Oh, no. It's actually kind of <laughs> awesome. It's like, he's got a level 100 Queen Arachnia. She's not well, full wait, wait a minute. she'd be there, in the cryo vault. There definitely is something wrong with the universe. Sun's not complaining? What? <laughs> but no, she can't go in the cryo vault because she's only three star out of five. Meanwhile, we're talking about this. I, think, I have literally taken apart my mouse. <laughs> I think it's been proven that um, Queen Arachnia cannot be held in a cage by anyone. And also, son, vivisection is not cool. Please put your mouse back together again and just give him a bit of cheese. Well, I, you kind of can't unkill things when you dissect them live. That, that is what vivisection is. You're, you're dissecting them while they're still alive. You, you know that, right, Stu? I thought it was more along the lines of like grafting ears onto their backs and just like no, 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 no. There's dissection in which you you are deconstructing the animal after it is dead post mortem. Vivisection is while they're alive. See, we never had any of that at school. We just had things in jars. See, there's a reason I use the word vivisection when I want to promote something terribly horrifying in people's minds. But if you're telling me this, I have to wonder how many people don't know what vivisection means. It wasn't really a thing at my school. It's like, I, this is this is the reason, this is part of the reason why I stopped playing Warframe. One of the bosses in Warframe is like taunting you the whole time. And at one point he quite literally says, you know, I don't think I want to kill you. No, a live dissection. And I'm like, the only time, every time I hear that line, the only thing that runs through my head is, you mean vivisection. How, how, how stupid has the world gotten? Well, without getting into politics, you really want to answer that question? <laughs> anyway, back to the event. So, event factions include Federation, Herogen, and Section 31. 
rewards in order are Lieutenant Tasha Yar, two star, again, an existing character, and the Tuskegee Mayweather, four star, existing. So, yeah, it's the first time I've got this Mayweather. So, um, yeah, I got one earlier, so he's trying to get some more. I got, um, I got the Lieutenant Tasha Yar from the rewards and instantly tossed her. Just like instantly tossed her. Same. I have a Yar, but it wasn't that one. I think mine is the alternate universe one, like uh, yesterday's Enterprise. My two star Lieutenant Yar is already fully fused and 100. So, yeah. The new ones just went bye bye. Hot dogs. Um, the ranked rewards include Mira Smiley O'Brien, which is an existing three-star, RAF Julian Bashir, which is an existing four-star, and Aviation Yar, which is an existing five-star. So, uh... No wonder my mouse isn't working. Okay, guys, for, for those of you who don't know, I've had a bad day today. I spilled my drink all over the, the place here at the desk. And wound up spilling drink on my mouse. And now that my mouse isn't working, I have taken it apart, opened it up, and I have found the problem. The uh, This is a wireless, um, you know, not ball mouse. So it's got the little infrared light on the bottom to detect the, the movement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the cord that goes from the smaller chip that detects the RI, uh, the, the infrared movement, the cord is actually detached from that smaller one, and it's not a plug-in thing. It was a it was a glued on, so I suppose the water separated it from the the circuit. So it's a, is it a soldering iron sort of job then? No, 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 not this. This was kind of like some kind of glue, some kind of connection glue, maybe. So, I quite literally need a new mouse now. <laughs> Congratulations, me! I'm screwed. I don't have, I don't, I don't have any USB mice, and the only other mouse I think I have is one of those really old, you know, the big plug with the, <laughs> the PS2 connection. Yeah, those <laughs> old school nine pin adapters. Because, uh, holy crap, you guys. <laughs> uh, these people with drinking problems. <laughs> I don't drink, I just spill it. <laughs> that was the joke. Anyway. I can't, I can't help having a drinking problem. I require much more fluids than the average human being. This is why I make all the sex jokes. <laughs> 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 Anyway, so um, version 2.1.0 is out for release soon. Um, Actually, no, it's been released now, hasn't it? Yes, yes it has. Unfortunately, I'm in timelines, but I'm not staring at the screen, nor can I scroll through the little message. (laughs) So... Part of the changes include rare reward balance changes in away missions. A critical success now guarantees acquiring a rare reward. Thank God. That pissed me off during the cadet challenges. Critical success, but you didn't get the rare reward. 
previously a critical success would provide you with a chance to get a rare reward. And there is a developer's note that said we want to reduce the um, frustration in acquiring rare rewards when you have the appropriate crew to achieve critical success. This change should address those frustrations. So um, we now have a cadet challenge for Saturdays because that was the only day where there wasn't a cadet challenge. Um, every other day had got sort of used up. And this one, basically, um, it's going to be called a certain formality. It's going to require rare female crew. So break out your CMO Aguana. Well, isn't this, um, well, wait, isn't this the advanced version of the normal a certain formality? Or did they remove a certain formality at some point? I'm not sure. I don't think they removed anything. Okay, so then this would just be a a different version of a certain formality because I kind of remember a certain formality already existing, you know, as a here's women and up to uh, up to rare, and you can use them in this challenge, but they have to be women. Uh, yeah, there is one which is like that. Um, I think that's not not for rare crew. That's for um, uncommon and common, I think. Uh, oh, okay. Because I could have sworn that a certain formality was with rare ladies only. But then again, like I said, it could have been when it was first introduced and they removed it at some point and replaced it with, with, with you know, another thing. Like, like lowering the level cap. Well, rarity cap. Yeah, just logging into thing now um there are two new daily missions that have been added completing battle arena rounds and completing cadet challenges and that's after a single play um these two new daily missions reward our players for completing actions they already do in star trek timelines so again there's another development note next to that which said these made a brief appearance with the launch of 2.0 and with 2.1 they're launching them for all players to complete giving our players even more reasons to play star trek timelines i noticed that too data android i laughed my ass off when i realized what was going on Data Android in our chat said Disruptor Beam wouldn't be themselves if they had made this new feature bug-free. Special rewards are actually not rewarding after finishing the new challenge. In fact, ah. there is no picture of what the new reward is. Yeah, I just noticed that. Oh, well. But yeah, on Sundays you have the Advanced United Federation. Monday is X asterisk... Sciencia. Thank you. No. Extras um, Sciencia. I just had a Facebook message pop up right in front of it, so I couldn't actually see oh, it. Oh, yeah. No, don't you just love that about the Facebook thing? Isn't it grand? Well, especially as I've got a security thing that for different apps, it comes up where I've got to put in a special pattern for certain mm -hmm. apps. So, of course, that flashed up as well. So, um, yeah, Tuesday is the United Federation. Wednesday is back to X asterisk Scientica. Um, Thursday is a certain formality. 
and then Friday is back to X asterisk Scientica, and then Sunday is advanced, a certain formality. So, um, the advanced is where you're required the rare crew instead of um, the common and uncommon crew, which is what the rest of them have apart from Sunday's United Federation. So basically mm. over the weekend you require blue um crew. Wait, Sunday. does okay, then does the one does the normal a certain formality allow you to have up to rare crew? It allows you to use common or uncommon. So that's white or So it's just common or uncommon. Yes. Okay, then the certain the a certain formality thing that I remember has got to have been removed at some point because it that, that was rare. To, that was the only way I was using like this level something the Beverly Crusher was in that mission, <laughs> and that was a while ago. You said you actually got her to level one hundred and put in the cryo vaults, too, The 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 undercover Hi, crusher, uh, the undercover commando crusher, yeah. I've got her to level 100. I I don't think I've put her in the vault because she's equipped on one of my ships. But yeah, it took a oh. while, but she's now top level. It's like, a, uh, okay, that's the only way I was using that crusher because I literally have other characters that wholly outclass her, including a one-star desert dex. Well, I want to say it was the... The phaser stat on her that was like higher than anything else that I've got. Well, of course whole... it would be. Even the normal Beverly Crusher was always instantly pulling out a phaser at some point in the next generation. Whether <laughs> season one episode of hers is blasting the admiral. I mean, <laughs> I mean, she pulled out a phaser for just about everything. Whether it was an enemy character in front of her, some kind of spatial anomaly that she thought she could get rid of by phasering it. I mean, she was literally a John Wayne character in The Next Generation. Her gun was the answer. Shows don't mess with redheads. Even when it didn't work, her gun was the answer. Remember remember the really bad rapey ghost episode with her in it? The phaser was the answer. She literally <laughs> had to blow up the freaking charm thing. But the only one I recall ever been able to be used for rare blue characters has been the Sunday one. But that is for aliens and part alien characters. Well, again, it could have been one of those, hey, this is the first day of it being here. Oops, <laughs> you need rare crew to run this. Bugs. So, um, they have fixed as well a load of bugs, um, sort of missing images and stuff like that. So, um, including fixing more crew that had items wholly inappropriate to them, especially the ones that had items that you had to equip that didn't give them the proper stat. Oopsies. Yeah. Like, there's um an EV suit Mayweather, and at one level, in, in these patch notes, it says at one level of the, at a certain level of, of the EV suit Mayweather, 
you literally had him requiring the equip of a Terran Empire outfit and not an EV suit. So like Halloween costume? In an EV suit? I mean, I could hold Halloween understand a Halloween outside? outfit. In space? But how do you have a Halloween party in an EV suit? Unless you're Doctor Who. And Mayweather's not Doctor Who. Well, I don't know. Stand on the ship's hull and set off a subspace party bomb and just dance with your magnet boots on. Now see, Data Android's got the, got the right idea. An EV suit with a pumpkin helmet. That'd work. Ah. But see, that would require them actually making stuff like that instead of making it solely for practical purposes. EV suits may change in design aesthetic every time they're iterated upon. But it's not because of fashion sense, it's because of practicality. This is very true. I don't think I've ever seen one that's like particularly like race car looking or anything like that. We've all just been kind of Yeah, that's a spacesuit, bruh. Hadn't really changed I much mean, in the last like four hundred years, bruh. Let's 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 be honest. Most advanced quote unquote designs for EV suits are actually in Star Trek Online from the Klingon Empire and the the, the Romulan Star or the, the Romulan, Romulan Republic. Bug suit. Those are the most quote unquote fashionable EV suits. They're the Bug fanciest, man. but they're the most fashionable. Meanwhile, you know, the, the the Federation still has the, oh, hey, look, there's all these clamps and O-rings and, oh, wait, let's go back and remember the one from Toss because graded mesh, that works. We've, just, we've decided we want to go retro for funsies. But yeah, no, a lot of the a lot of the characters, not a lot of the characters, but quite a few of the, the character cards in timelines have, have been updated because they didn't have the proper stuff on them or the stuff that they required weren't wasn't giving the proper uh, advancement in whatever they wanted the characters having we had this discussion a while ago with the whole Morn thing with Morn having a drink and that drink giving him something that he didn't even have on his card so they replaced the drink with something else that he did have yeah, on his like card like social lessons or something like that yeah of course Help you'd have to him. give well, help of course teach you'd him have to, to shut the hell up because he talks exactly. too much. Exactly. You have to give him social lessons because he doesn't know when to shut the hell up. Meanwhile, on the other hand, you have to do social lessons with Seven in Blue because she doesn't know how to fucking speak to anybody. She just walks up to Ensign Kim and says, have sex with me. And I think that was a dream sequence, though. And nice. as much as much as that may have floored Kim, why the hell did you not say yes? <laughs> He's a gentleman. I think if anything, the episode Tapestry has proven, take the damn risks or you're just going to end up being an ensign for your whole career because Picard didn't take a risk and you saw how his future would have ended up and... Well, that would well like remember, Kim. that happened to Kim, too. It happened to Kim, too, uh, with the whole, oh, my God, we finally got home, but Voyager is now stuck in ice on an ice planet, and now we have to dissect Seven of Nine's brain for her neural implant so we can contact her in the past and fix all of this shit. 
he had to learn that lesson from that future version of himself. Now, it's like I took a big risk coming here. Better this this all have better been worth it. Now, Sanseal, you mentioned that you'd notice something on one of the crew. Um, Cybok. I, I. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay, so for those of you who played the event. God, I don't remember the name of it or when it was, but there was a event. There was an event where you could get the you could get a Cybok card. You could get a um, four star purple quality Cybok. If you have that character at all, you should kind of be running it in the arena. Why? Because when you activate it, although it is evasive. It has a secondary skill set on it. And some of your characters actually have secondary skill sets, like increasing the amount of critical damage you could do, or increasing the uh, rate of fire that your ship is doing in the arena, and this other kind of stuff. Cybox card restores quite a bit of your shields when you activate him. It immediately repairs shields by 10%. So, um... Yeah, and and plus it's it's you know because that seems a little OP. It's only got two charges, so you you can only click him and activate that ability twice before it's on cooldown for the rest of that fight. But you bleed through your shields, and your you know who whatever opponent you're facing is is getting down there. You really want to screw with the whole system because now they have to start eating through shields again. Cybok. Yeah, at the moment for um, my legendary crew, I'm using um, on mine for my science station. I'm actually using Crusher because um, she's got a bonus ability for plus one thousand crit rating. Mm-hmm. Then for my other one, I've got um, Bashir. Where that immediately repairs hull by twenty percent. Then I've got. Um, I'm using the I'm using the purple snowsuit Odo because I think think it's his, but his is um, it or or who it, I don't know. I I assume it's Odo's, but it's a increases the fire rate of your weapons. So I'm like, yes, please click. And yeah, they've got plus 15,000 crit bonus. So, um, really should have a look at what the best traits are um, and go through them because I've had the that sort of configuration for so long now. Yeah, I, I, I look at the I look at the, my setup from time to time and I go, well, who is leveled up now to be sufficiently and has a secondary thing attached to them? Because that'd be nice. Also, um, for those of you who are longtime listeners, you know we kind of have a love-hate relationship with a sister podcast. But uh, Priority One just interviewed Aaron Prinz, the uh, uh, the uh, product owner of Star Trek Timelines, whatever that title means. And, uh, you know... We, they put out a call for questions, and one of my questions was this this thing about, you know, essentially crew management stress. 
because with all of these events constantly going on, there's this push for free-to-play and even moderately paying players to sit there, look at their game, and go, I have to choose if I want to do cadet challenges with these low-level characters or toss them all because they constantly keep giving me purple characters and events. And I only have so much space. Then you have to get to thinking, hey, even the people who are throwing all of the money into timelines and have all of the ship slots for their crew don't have enough ships uh, crew slots for all of the crew in game. So, you know, she discussed how it was kind of this, this tug of war between it actually being a core design philosophy of the game and uh, them having to implement things like the cryo vault and the, the new honor system, which has the commendations for starring up characters and the replicator system for finally getting pieces attached to, to those characters to put them in the vault or keep them leveling up. But she also said that it was something, you know, again, it was, it's a little bit of both. It's part of the design philosophy of the game, but it's something that they're constantly looking at to see if they can ease the stress of it for players. And she said they had something in the works, but she couldn't be specific about what it was. So stay on the lookout. So are we, are we done with timelines now? I believe so. Okay, because I want to go back to something Alex has been... Alex has, has... He is really, really interested in us telling people this. So the update to the triple test server for Star Trek Online, right? Mm-hmm. Some people went to Drozana Station. They found something very peculiar. Would you like to know about the peculiar thing? Tell us about the peculiar thing. So some people went to, Dros- to Drozana Station. And the resident Taylor has completely been replaced with a new character. A character named Becca. Who looks an awful lot like that lady from the cosplay interview that Kale did. Oh boy. Yeah, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but I'm going, what? I mean, okay, I understand that. Like, I wholly understand. You interviewed this cosplayer who won a cosplay thing based on a inspired by Star Trek design. That's six degrees of Kevin Bacon level shit right there. But that aside, okay, you interviewed this chick. And now she's in game. Okay. Where's... I hate myself for saying this, and Alex is going to agree with me. Where's where's the voice announcery character, like the you know where where on Earth Space Dock where you have the 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 announcement people? There needs to be like a little announcement booth with a character modeled after. Uh, modeled after Miss Linelli, and I hate having to say that. But if you're going to put a cosplayer in your game, why the hell is it your chief of voice acting in there? Just, just saying. Oh, and 
you know, Becca character also has a new hairstyle modeled after the cosplayer herself. It is a completely new hairstyle. I still love the random fact I discovered last week about Lanny Manella. Okay, okay, if we ever, if we ever get the opportunity to have her on the show, I'm just going to have to, I'm going to have to sit back. I know Midnight is going to make me ask every single question. I know he's going to do it, but it's going to be one of those things where I'm going to start the whole interview by going, okay, so it's not a secret here, but I kind of have a love-hate relationship with you in Star Trek Online because you're everywhere and it's and a voice you just get used to hearing apparently she has been everywhere since around about 1991 she's been in over 500 games and she was also the inspiration for john st john to get the job as juke nukem who's here to chew gum and kick ass they were good friends and she's like hey you've got a great voice you should totally get into video games so he did. And son, who is he in Stoke? Who is what? John St. John from Duke Nukem. Um, look, I don't know that name. I only know, I only know Manelli's name because ah, okay. Alex has brought it up like multiple times. He's Jim Pock. Okay. That, that, that kind of makes sense in, in some way. And he's also Ethan Burgess. But uh, no, this this love-hate relationship has actually got me running away from games that I wholly and absolutely love, like Skyrim. Because here I am playing Stowe, hearing this voice, and then I go and do a quest in Skyrim that I've never done before, and there she is. And I'm like, no! And I'm sitting here watching... Um, update videos for a game that I wholly support for being an early access game because the people over at at, uh, at the um, at the Subnautica I can't remember what their studio is called but the people who are making Subnautica great game and here I am watching this video about updates to Subnautica and here's Manelli. She is going to be the end thing, the voice of the end game thing of Subnautica. And I'm like, no, it's like somebody who has a love hate relationship with Laura Bailey because Laura Bailey is also at every voice acting thing ever. So, yeah, that would be a really awkward interview. Nice. Um, yeah. All the links will, of course, be in our show notes. Okay, time for some Star Trek news. Star Trek News. So, Star Trek Bridge Crew are now available. So, this is the new VR Star Trek game. So, in order to play it, you need a whole heap of stuff for a machine that's already got to be very powerful. So, if you have that and you'd like to take a look, um, a friend of mine has actually had a play with it and has enjoyed it thoroughly. So, um, 
So yeah, if I had a machine that was capable of running it nicely and sort of I had the money to get the headset and everything else required, I would have loved to have sort of had a go with this. With Bridge Crew? Yeah. The production staff were, again, at P1, actually has all the stuff required for Bridge Crew and played it. And they reviewed it on their live episode on Thursday, so that'll be out Monday. So head over to PriorityOnePodcast.com if you'd like to take a listen. Because, you know, shilling for our rival podcast twice in the same episode is not, you know, a thing. <laughs> well, they're not rivals. We cover a lot of I'm, the same I, things, I, yes, but... I, I, I know. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding, Elijah. I yeah. swear to God, I'm kidding. <laughs> By rivals, you mean more friendly competition rather than the whole, like, going oh. and trying to... They're not even like that. Plant tribbles uh, in their office and hope that the, all the tribbles fill the office up so they can't get in. Thing I, is, I, I, I know that. I just don't hate them. <laughs> thing is, I know Sun was joking, but there may be listeners out there which haven't realised that you are. So we are not at war with Priority One. We're gonna have to add that disclaimer like to every show now, aren't we? <laughs> no. <laughs> see, okay, this is this is the thing. I, my camaraderie is built around friendly insults. That's the only reason I'm really good friends with Midnight right now, because Midnight is one of those people who self-deprecates out the wazoo. And the camaraderie that I've built from having social issues is usually built around my also having been made fun of most of my life. So I kind of pass it around as a, hey, here's us getting close. Let's make jokes about each other being horrible people. That's, that's, that's just how my brain works. So I apologize if people get offended about that. Like, honestly. I'm not even, I'm, I'm not, I'm not even being sarcastic about that. If you guys get offended because I make jabs at the different people here, it has nothing to do with me actually hating these people. It's how I communicate friendship. Now, in our chat, Data Android has asked a question. Um, they've asked, is there any possibility to play against another human team in Star Trek Bridge Crew? Um, I personally don't know. From what I've seen and heard so far, it's you go out and do missions. It's not a sort of PvP-style thing. Um, but... I could very easily be wrong with that. Okay, so time to go through our community feedback. Oh god! Community feedback. Join with us. Share your thoughts. Resistance is futile. It's the Borg! just now realized I can't read community feedback this week. <sighs> Any excuse. <laughs> I literally don't have a working mouse. Sue, uh, you alright to read it? Sorry, I was leaving I was leaving a note for future me uh, just to cover some of the links for P1 that we'd mentioned. Uh, I'll need to quickly find the folder. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, no, the tab key doesn't work over the, the different files of our show notes, Midnight. Oops. 
it does not highlight the different files. I literally can't get to the show notes. Well, we had um, from Star Trek Reddit, we had a comment from Morbid Expression that says, why do you post these everywhere? Nobody ever engages or comments. Surely you get the message. So my reply back, people have and do feed, um, reply. <laughs> so You replied, you just proved yourself wrong. <laughs> uh, but yeah, just because people don't reply on every single post on every single forum or social media thing or whatever, then yeah, it's just like... Yeah, it's not really a huge issue. There's yeah. there's there's a reason we're actually able to go through all of our feedback on the shows, even when it's extremely long and comes from Alex. Because even though we have so few commenters, those people are actually commenting. You know, unlike P1, where they literally have such a fan base that they have to cut off feedback at a certain point because they couldn't read it all. Well, I mean, what's the... I, I know making up a formula would be like herding cats or trying to make a, a winnable roulette system, but for every comment, then how many other people are listening that haven't made a comment? You know, you get your lurkers who just prefer to listen and not write anything. Listen to the show anyway. Yeah, like Sybil. I haven't seen Sybil in a while. Hi, Sybil. I know you're still listening. We still you lo- we still love you, you Romulan sweetheart. Which, yeah, uh, Sybil, was, Sybil was in our chat every Friday night, and then we switched to Saturdays, and it, it got kind of a, it, it, you know, people have plans. That's why we moved to Saturday, because plans were interfering with Friday. But, you know, every once in a while, Sybil makes a comment on one of the forum threads. Then goes back to lurking, which is totally fine. I do the same thing with P1. I can hear some hater out there. I could already hear the hater. I'm, I'm, I'm getting a mind transmission from the future. But son, how can you comment on a podcast you say are rivals with? Because it's the same show, and I actually want to hear more than my own opinion on the subject. Shocking, isn't it? that I actually want to have a discussion with people other than myself. I mean, I I sit here until midnight all the time. We brag back and forth about having drastically different opinions. But at the end of the day, even if he's just playing, you know, the devil's advocate in the situation, there is a conversation happening. Even if I get screamy and mad, because Midnight is so good at being monotoned at delivering a counter-argument almost instantly, all the time. I don't know what you mean. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So, Sudok, we had some feedback in the Snow Forums. Yes, Alex Wonder left us a standard issue... uh, Manuscript. That's the word I'm looking for, because words. Hello there, Tribbles. I'm re-listening to the episode whilst writing this, but it seems there are no community questions this week, so uh, I'll keep listening and start talking about other things in the meantime. We forgot those, too. (laughs) Yes, judging by our notes here, I 
presume there were no questions. No, there wasn't. So, for people who have listened to me on either this podcast or, well, even things like the GNT show, we'll know that, um, well, we'll talk about that in any other business. But, um, yeah, allergies have been so bad that my brain just not really working. So, so community questions were not a thing. Feedback, recommendation. Well, where do I begin? Oh, I got something. Last weekend, there was a convention in Atlanta, Georgia. It was called Momocon. And they had a few interesting panels, which got streamed to Twitch, so you can find and watch the recordings there. Two critical role panels. You know, the show where a bunch of nerdy bleep voice actors come together to play Dungeons & Dragons, an Overwatch voice actor panel, and an OW anniversary panel. I watched all of them. I have to admit that watching the three voice actor panels, the OW one in particular, made me happy. And I admit when, that when, the... when he says when he says OW, he means Overwatch. I th- at least I think he means he better mean Overwatch. Okay, um, I'm not really familiar with Overwatch. It's it's a first person shooter of some kind. It's uh, think Team Fortress Two, but with Blizzard made characters. Okay, I, I don't know what that is either. So okay, so it's basically like this MMO first persony shooter thing, and you have different I'm thinking classes it's kind that have of different like skill set. But with guns. Uh, well, uh, the opposite has now occurred. I have never played Smite. Okay, let's uh, just continue <laughs> on with the. Perhaps he'll clarify in the in the Twitch chat. Uh, okay, if Overwatch wait, wait, wait. Here, here's OW a is. Thing. Think of the, think of think of Stow Ground PvP, not the competitive war games, but normal Stow Ground PvP. What you mean, trying to earn money from the exchange? <laughs> yes. Lols. And kind of exactly the same too, just on a different scale. But yeah, it's basically this this kind of MMO-ish first person shooter PvP thing. Yep. Cool. Right, just finding my place again. And I, I apologize. On the OW panel, you could notice the difference between the veteran voice actors and those who did more stage and on-screen acting in the past because the veteran voice actors have gotten invited to a lot of cons and a bunch of panels before. Be that as it may, if you like Critical Role, I recommend you watch those two panels. I think they're on different channels. And if you like OW, watch at least the voice actor panel. But hey, Cryptic doesn't seem to think about the voice a- Sorry, Stu, start again. But hey, Cryptic doesn't seem to think that voice actors are interesting. And that's where I shouldn't get ahead of myself because I already started working on that email. Sometimes cryptic PW just irritates me. No, that wording is not strong enough. They make me angry. And you don't want to see Alex when he's angry. He wants to chew bubblegum and kick ass, and he's all out of ass. Uh. Okay, you realize you've got that backwards, right? There at the end? No, I meant it that way. Okay. Okay. He's he's looking for more ass to kick and yeah. Okay. At least it's not like Duke Nukem Forever where you could literally pick up a turd and write on the wall with it. <laughs> Communication and unique little snowflakes. 
So, let's talk about something less aggravating. Remember the last few live streams where Porticus and Kale claimed that they couldn't talk about upcoming stuff because if something went wrong, people would yell at them? In a vacuum, that statement makes a whole lot of sense, doesn't it? Now here's the kicker. Why do other dev teams keep doing that? Are you trying to tell me that Blizzard does not have to deal with backlash when it when something doesn't work out? Wait, you're going to tell me that Blizzard has all the monies and it's a very unique little snowflake? Okay, fair enough. Then what about Standing Stone games? Lord of the Rings Online trying to hype up Mordor. What about the fact that we just got the dev roadmap from Star Wars, the Old Republic's executive producer? Pretty sure that both those teams had fluctuations in the amount of information they were willing to share throughout the lifetime of their respective games. But for some reason, those teams seem to be trying to open up again. Are you trying to tell me that Star Trek Online has a more vicious player base? Because I can guarantee you that it does not. I've seen worse. Seriously. Now don't get me wrong, I'm certain that some of the Stowe devs have received death threats. I wish I was making a disgustingly awful joke, but other dev teams have dealt with the exact problem, and that is unacceptable, but unfortunately there are people out there who think that the internet is their own personal playground. They are wrong, but that's a whole different topic. We're getting weekly live streams. Okay, that's genuinely nice. Even though I can't seem to remember when they happen, and I have not been able to find some sort of reminder post on Twitter, or the forums, or something. But I have to keep asking, where are our producers' letters? State of the game blogs? Dev roadmaps? I've said it before. I stopped recommending this game to other people, and I certainly wouldn't encourage anyone to buy a lifetime subscription. I have not yet reached a point where I would discourage people from giving it a try, but give it some time and I might get there. The ball is in your court, Cryptic. See, Summer. I do the same thing at this point. I tell people who find Star Trek Online and go, Hey, look, there's a Lifetime sub. I could get that. I'm like, no, don't. Please, please don't. Please don't. And they're like, why? I said, because these people seem to show constant contempt for their own player base. And even... You know, even in all of that, yeah, sure, it's Star Trek, and it's probably going to be the only thing Star Trek for a while. Don't, don't, don't feed these people money. And I go, but I really want it. And I go, if you do, at least wait till the summer or winter event when they sell it, when there's literally a sale on a lifetime sub. So you're not paying the full 400-something bucks for it. Going back to something that I said in a recent show... Ferengi rule of acquisition number 34. Never pay more for an acquisition than you have to. Always wait for the sales before you buy things. Your Ferengi is so part gangster. Capiche? <laughs> well, I got my... I was my... thinking more like he sounded like Columbo. I got my um, lifetime subscription on um, a sale. I'm glad that I did. Same here. I've never regretted it. I picked up on sale... Five years ago? I think mine was three. Anyway, moving forward. Summer event. So, the summer event has been announced. Okay, let's see. Tier 6 Vorgon Rhinkadan carrier. Well, I expected a Vorgon ship since Cryptic made the frigate, last year's heavy escort summer event ship, the cruiser, and the battleship. So, I guess next year we're going to get a Vorgon summer event cruiser. 
Kind of miss the rising ships. Shrug. New activity. Biathlon! Okay, so let me guess. It's grab the flags at the end. Just hope they did something to the flags so people can't accidentally claim two flags and their associated rewards anymore. Yes, I filed a bug report last year. No, I don't expect it to be fixed. New Caracal Pets. Do we get pet storage? If yes, thank you in about time. If not, I wonder if your metrics tell you how many people refuse to get new pets because of lack of pet storage. Here's a hint. Ding, ding, I'll ding, be ding, one ding. of them. Sunseal! I'm here. Uh, that, that'd be me. I got the one pet that I wanted and I probably... Outside of the event pets, like the, you know, like the crystalline entity thing where it's, hey, do the crystalline entity and get this pet. Outside of doing stuff like that because you want the the, the, the lithium and the reputation marks, I've not really gotten into picking up any pets because it's taking up valuable bank space. And then let us remember the Kellid pets, which have ten different varieties for people who are into pet collecting for accolades. That's a lot. Okay, I honestly didn't know there was a pet accolade. Is there literally a pet accolade? For the Kellids, there are. Oh, Collect okay. one of each. Collect one of each flavor of Kellid and you get the Kellid Rustler accolade for doing so. Why do why do people even why do people even do that? You literally can't you see there's another thing. Accolade point store. Like literally, what the hell is the point of having accolade points if those accolade points don't do shit? Acquiring an accolade that has a thing like Oh, you do more of this type of damage, or you're more resistant to this type of damage. That I can understand, but having, like, a point system around accolades, and then not having some kind of store to spend those points on? What the hell? It's where he keeps score, sweetie. I don't know if that was a direct quote, but I think that was said in an episode of Doctor Who. I mean, it's... it's... <sighs> Keep going. Gold. It's gonna get unnecessarily angry. Gold. Silver and bronze, floaters and power bars to shop your huge biathlon skills into people's faces. Okay, there are people to, who enjoy that, so I don't mind. New swimwear, a new kit module. Previous kit modules get turned into buff manuals. Hmm, okay, whatever. And last but not least, I look forward to the annual end of summer giveaway. Yes, Cryptic? Some people do pay attention to the details. And that concludes Alex's feedback. Hey, thank you very much for getting in touch. I, uh, we always like to get feedback. So, Midnight, Ferengi Columbo says, There's just one more thing. There is indeed. Any other business... As I'm sure people who listen to us um, over the last couple of weeks have actually heard me talk about, um, I'm actually doing walking. I'm increasing my steps. So I'm actually going to be walking 10,000 steps a day. Now, 
for me, this is a huge increase. Um, I actually found that on a busy day around work, I could get up to 1,500. But on some days, especially at the weekend, I was doing about 100 to 300 steps in total. So, um, and one of the main problems that I have is my allergies. Um, going outside to do walking um, is sort of very problematic, um, to say the least. But I'm willing to put up with the pain and discomfort because um, cancer, as I'm sure most people have been affected with some family or friends somewhere along the lines who has suffered from it. Um, so yeah, as I said on my page, I'm trying to help people live long and prosper um, by walking all over cancer. So, so you, um, you've actually walked over 30,000 steps in the last three days. Yes, um, in the last three days I've wor worked, I have walked 33,188 steps. Woohoo! Uh, so, um, so yeah, I'm well on the way to doing the total of 300,000 steps throughout all of June. So, um, unlike with a lot of these charity things where it's just a run for, like, in a day, you'll run so much or something like that. Man, if only you could do this for an in-game currency of your choice, a premium in-game currency for a game of your choice. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm hoping to raise a grand in total. Um, so far, I am 50% towards that target. So, um, so, yeah, if you can donate and help sponsor me, the money goes directly to Cancer Research UK and will go towards helping combat cancer. And although these days more people are surviving cancer, it's still there. It's still a lot of people are dying from it. So, so yeah, I'd be very grateful for anyone who can sponsor me. Um, if you there was a there was a quote I heard one time, and it was "the fight's not over till it's gone." Indeed. Now, for those of you in the UK, when you donate, there is an option to say that you are a UK taxpayer. Um, if you are, the charity can claim back what's called gift aid. That's where the government pays them out of your donation, um, basically your amount of tax on it. So. So yeah, if you um, are from the UK, then please tick that because um, the charity will get that a little bit extra as well. So that's it for this week. We have some community questions. So question one, what are you most looking forward to in this year's Star Trek Online's summer event? Question two, for anyone playing Star Trek Online on the console, are you happy getting last year's PC ship? Question three, in Star Trek Timelines, what do you think are the most useful crew and traits for use in the arena? Question four, will you be playing Star Trek Bridge Crew? So, if you'd like to get in contact with us, you can get us all over social media. 
Twitter, Facebook, Google+, Star Trek Riser, and Player.me. You can get us out to those websites at TribblesInXTC. You can send us an email at hosts at TribblesInXTC.com. If you would like to send us a voicemail, you can either use the widget on the blog post, or you can go to speakpipe.com forward slash TribblesInXTC. If you'd like to listen to us in syndication, you can find us every Wednesday at trekradio.net and subspace-radio.net. You can also get us in syndication on iTunes and Google Play. So, thank you for listening, and until next week, take care, everyone. Bye! Catch y'all later. I hope to get a new mouse soon. New minds! satellite radio for our remastered shows and more you can follow us on twitter at tribbles in xtc or if you have any questions or comments please send an email to tribbles in ecstasy at gmail.com join us next week for another episode of tribbles in ecstasy the only place where tribbles and klingons are friends